Uh, much is the uh, business model interesting of The Athletic? I'll tell you why. Because they have uh, wonderful writers, including our, our very own Jason Jones, Matt Barrows, Sam Amick, who we're going to talk about in just a second, or talk to, and many others. But for some reason, uh, they're putting specials out, like uh, the Christmas special, holiday special, 99 cents a month. Now, on one hand, I say, well, hold on a second. I pay more than 99 cents a month. I want that deal. And I tried to get it, and it turned out I actually bought two subscriptions. boy. Yeah, I, can't, you know, I don't need two subscriptions. You have a burner, burner subscription to the athletic. So, yeah, pretty much. So I, I don't know what kind of malarkey they're pulling to be able to pay all these fine writers. Where, where literally, I mean, you know how they say, like, well, you can find it in your couch cushions. No, I mean, you literally can find a dollar in your couch cushions, and there's a month of The Athletic. And you don't have to go on Twitter and ask me, could you copy and paste what Sam wrote? No, don't ever. I'm not copy and pasting it. You know what? Get, get off your wallet and spend 99 cents and get a damn subscription at theathletic.com. For Sam's writing, not necessarily his interviews. Those are subpar. Mm-hmm. But the writing is fantastic. But Sam joins us right now. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Dave. You know, um, I feel like saying clearly uh, I'm not paying you. The Athletic is not paying you to right. say that. In fact, as you just highlighted, you're in fact paying us. So thank you. I am. Um, <laughs> I, am. <laughs> I, am I appreciate it, man. Yeah. I, Although I do, uh, I feel obligated to say, and I wish I had clarity on this because I'm, I'm not a member of the marketing department. Mm-hmm. I think the uh, the bargain basement deal might have expired. I don't know what's coming next. Oh. They always have something. But okay. I think it might be a little bit more than a, a dollar a month at the moment, but Bide your time, and you know I'm sure you can get a, a discount. Yeah, you should have been you should have been on top of it because I saw that I, that was like a couple weeks ago. I, just, I mean, no, that one was good. People jumped all over it. Um, it is you and I have talked off air about it a bunch. It, it's such an interesting model in terms of as the writer, like you write stuff and, and like that threshold where people who don't want to get off their wallet, mm-hmm. like it never it always cracks me up. People will hit me on Twitter. and just be like, damn it, you finally got me, you know, like, right. like I got to read this one, you know. So it's, uh, yeah, no, it's it's a good model, a lot of, a lot of good coverage, so appreciate the support. Oh, and listen, I'm not going to lie, uh, which I would normally, but I'm not going to lie this time. I, 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 I I'm, nobody, nobody goes, you know what, I really want a paywall. That's awesome. And there are things out there <laughs> like Washington Post has a paywall. I don't subscribe. New York Times has a paywall. I don't subscribe. There's a lot of paywalls out there, but my goodness. You know, if you're a sports fan, I know we're doing like an infomercial now. That's my fault. But really, if you're a sports fan, you're not getting better coverage. Like, at some point. Anyways, you get my point, Sam. Uh, Sam, I'm trying to tell you that a subscription to The Athletic is a good thing. And if whether you believe me or not, I'm telling you it's true. Thanks, buddy. I'm, I'm finally convinced. Are you, uh, have you even had time? Have your uh, fingers had time to rest in the off season? Have, uh, are you doing your preseason finger calisthenics, getting ready for all the writing and typing you will be doing full time here? And, uh, well, really now we're there. It, do you even feel like, it seems like just yesterday you were in uh, Florida quarantined uh, to Disney world forever. And now here you go. You're back at it. No, I mean, it doesn't, it, it feels so weird, man. The rhythm is off. Um, players are going through it, obviously, very different degree coaches. And, it, it's it, you know, you're talking, for me, 15 years of covering the NBA when your life has been, you know, training camp in October, uh, regular season, November, late October, whatever it might be. 
and then just kind of from there you go. And so now the, the rhythm is off. The, the experience is obviously so much different. I mean, I, I am kind of getting used to it again as far as being productive from home. Um, but, man, it's like, Dave, I, I wake up and glance at the email, and it's like, okay, you know, you know, because I obviously cover the whole league, it's like, you know, whose Zoom call do I feel like getting on today? And, you know, and it's like, you know, so last couple of days, the James Harden situation has been a big deal. So, you know, you track down the Zoom link for that one and, and you hop on and then, and then it's like, you know, am I just an observer today on this call or do I have something to offer? And, you know, the other day I, I had something I wanted to know from uh, Steven Silas, the new Rockets coach. And, and so you, you hit the little button that, you know, raises your hand and, and you wait for your turn. So, I mean, it's very, very different. Can't wait to get back to normal times, kind of like Coach K was alluding to and, and kind of your uh, preface here. But, yeah, yeah it, it's pretty pretty kind of bizarre. Sam, let's jump right into the James Harden situation. Obviously, it coming out yesterday that Philly, amongst other teams, is now a destination James would be okay with going to. Obviously, we've heard the Brooklyn rumors as well, but can you foresee a team or teams for that matter uh, kind of swooping in on Harden a la the way the Raptors did with Kawhi in 2018 where it really wasn't reported on? I could, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd be wary. I think there there is an element of fire beware right now because of the way he's acted the last couple of days. Um, the optics have been pretty bad. You know, you're in a pandemic and you're, partying in Atlanta, partying in Vegas, you know, MIA, uh, MIA with your team. You know, I had a, uh, a head coach from another team text me the other day that was like, man, $40 million and you can't show up to work, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so the optics would, I think, be concerning. I've talked to at least one team that that uh, that could go after him, could go get him, and it was what, just a, a real hard no thank you. Which team? Um <laughs> it's the Kings. The Kings don't want MVP. Don't start it. Don't, don't. Sam's joking. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm kidding. That was, do not aggregate that. Right. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I apologize. <laughs> Sorry, Monty McNair, if you're listening. Um, yeah, I uh, I think there's some buyer beware, but I do think some other surprise teams could get in the mix. We wrote something yesterday with myself and David Aldridge and. Joe Varden and John Hollinger um, looking at some, like you kind of said, other teams that could get in there. So the Clippers were one that I thought was pretty interesting. Um, You know, I don't have any intel that they would do it, but, you know, if you put together like a Paul George, Lou Williams trade, they don't have a lot of assets in terms of picks, and and the Rockets definitely want picks. But, you know, something like that, you know, James, I'm sure, would love going back to L.A. I think he'd be open to that. You know, obviously from there. Um, I don't know where the list goes from there, but hell of a player. But I, I do think, again, man, he just he's going to take all the oxygen in your offense. He's going to take all the oxygen in your organization because he's used to being the guy who who gets his way, you know, on almost every front. Couldn't agree more with Sam Amick, obviously a learned expert, joining us right now talking about James Harden and and. 
Let's talk about Philly specifically. We spent some time on that. The, the obvious thing there is when you see James uh, reportedly say, hey, I'd be open to a trade to the Sixers, and that fills out the, you know this, historically, you know, superstars generally get traded at a conference. That, that checks that box. And then the biggest box there is, is Daryl Morey. And, and obviously he and James Harden have a, a bromance that dates back years. And it, it, there, there's a lot of sense made there. But can't imagine Houston would make that trade without either Simmons or Embiid coming back. My, my question for you is this, around the league, uh, and I'm asking you to guess and speculate, but I, I'm not entirely sure Ben Simmons has less value than, than when you factor in age and contract than, than James Harden. But I also accept that I'm very anti-James Harden as a player. So is, is that out of whack? Um, not wildly. Um, you know, the, the Simmons, it would, I think for sure it would be Simmons is the one that the Rockets would, would want to get back. And you know, the, the connection with Philly and Daryl Morey obviously is, is pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I Simmons is a hell of a player, man. I mean, defensively, there's probably nobody better right. on the wing, and, and he's very versatile. And a guy who, as a playmaker and, and somebody who does what he does incredibly well, get into the rim. Um, we have spent copious amounts of you know coverage and time and and uh, airtime, kind of nitpicking Ben Simmons' game for years. Mm-hmm. But within that, have kind of overlooked how good he is, and and I and I do think he's getting better. I mean, you still can't shoot, but you know, yeah. No, I mean, I get your point. I mean, the the age. I think he's probably about eight years younger mm-hmm. than James. Yep. And that's that's a big deal too. I mean, I, I was joking about the Kings, but you look at teams like them and so many others who, you know, GMs plan on like age tracks. You know what I mean? You want your core to be around the same age for the most part. Now, I'm not talking about like, you know, sure, add a a Vince Carter old head to be a role player at sure. some point, whatever. But I'm talking about the, the core of what you're doing. You know, James is 31. That's why, he, you know, he, he, Russell Westbrook was a great co-star in terms of that dynamic, you know, guys like that, even Chris Paul, but adding James Harden to your team now with an Embiid who is significantly younger. And, uh, you know, that, that's not the kind of synergy I think you'd be looking for. So no, I mean, I get your point. And I'm dying to see what Daryl Morey does. I mean, I know for a fact that, you know, he's obviously been monitoring this situation. I don't think he even he has clarity on sure. kind of what James was doing this past couple of weeks and what the message was about his state of mind. But he's not doing um, himself any favors at all. No, 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 no. It's a bad look, man. It's a really bad look. And it's really I feel bad for the Rockets because they have bungled a few things recently. But you can't say that they haven't supported James Harden. I mean, they have supported him to a T. And in fact, I think now people around the league would argue this is kind of, you know, it's the other side of the coin in terms of giving a player maybe too much power within an organization because he feels emboldened to, to do something like this. And and it's not like he's got, it would be a little better if he had one year left on his contract. You know what I mean? He's got right. two, you know, you signed a, a five-year deal. Um, at some point you just got to get to work. Talking with Sam Amick from The Athletic. Sam, the, the Rockets are definitely the other side of this equation. Is there any, in your mind, legitimate scenario in place where he stays in Houston, or is it just a foregone conclusion that at some point here during the season he's gone? Um, I mean, to quote my fellow athletic writer who I mentioned earlier, John Hollinger, he wrote, John had a column where the I think the final line was, 
you know, the Rockets are trading James Harden. They just don't know it yet. Right. You know, um, I think that's for sure where this is going. Uh, now, I don't know. The, the small caveat would be that I said this the other day to somebody, like, it's not like it's James in a, in a bunch of misfits. You know, um, I, I'm dying to know kind of what John Wall thinks, what DeMarcus Cousins thinks. Sure. Like, you have fellow all-stars who – if their egos got in the way, which most of the time with pro athletes they do, they I wouldn't blame them for kind of looking at James and being like, yo, like, are we some scrubs over here? Like, can we go play ball and see how we can do? Right. You know, I mean, they have some pieces on that team. Um, Christian Wood is a really good young big, you know, who they obviously brought on board. Steven Silas, by the way, not only doesn't deserve this, right. but he's just handling it incredibly professionally. And I've always liked Steven. I've known him since his Warriors days uh, as an assistant coach. And, and I just really think highly of the way he's kind of moving in this space and, and really kind of, I think, quickly showing that the Rockets made a really good hire there. But um, they have really capable people and really good players. And they're, you know, not necessarily considered a title contender, but, you know, if James has got to choose between pouting and partying, you know, versus going and playing and seeing what they can do. I think it's definitely got to be the latter. Last thing on this is Tillman Fertitta, wild card here. I mean, he's got a new front office. He's, he's got a pretty, um, you know, his temper is, is known is, is Tillman a guy you think likely to stay out of this thing or, or could he jump in and say, screw this. I'm, I'm not getting treated this way. Hold, hold. He can sit on the bench until we get a good deal. Screw him. Yeah, I mean, so far, at least publicly known, no discipline, no hammer being brought. Um, you know, you're, he is fiery, um, you know, but he also, I think right now, because he's been bleeding money through the pandemic, obviously, a you know, big-time restaurant owner and casino owner, and he's just been getting hammered by what's happened in the country. Um, he's going to look at his bottom line, so uh, that's the filter that he's – I think looking through right now is James Harden makes a lot of money for him. And so, you know, he needs James back on the court while they try to figure this thing out. I I think, you know, the decision to like some people have been calling for them to really come down hard on James and go down the uh, detrimental conduct type of road. I, I just think that would probably, you know, make a bad situation even worse. So I don't think that's coming, especially now that he reported and it's going to go through protocol. But yeah, Tillman is definitely—he's always a wild card, man. He's—he—he kind of—he stubbed his toe big time as a new owner. Um, we've seen that in Sacramento with Vivek, you know, where people who come into this world think they have it figured out and and kind of learn about the unwritten rules and all these different ins and outs. And, and Tillman has had a rough go, but um, you know, I, and I don't know what he's going to do next. I think he's—he's he's trying to just get through it and then get eyeballs back on the TV again and get James on the court. Sam Amick joining us. Uh, let me ask you just general Kings questions. I know you got a lot of teams to cover, uh, but you got a, a soft spot for uh, the team here locally where you live. Um, let me just start with just some post-mortem on free agency. Uh, forget about how good or bad they are, but I was surprised in Hassan Whiteside being a double-double guy, leading the league in blocks, non-guaranteed minimum contract to be a backup on the Kings. I was surprised more. Glenn Robinson, with offers from reportedly, uh, amongst others, the Lakers and Clippers, uh, also uh, on, on a, a sort of league minimum uh, guaranteed-ish deal. 
How how are the Kings in your mind? I mean, what can you point to? How are the Kings able to uh, do what they haven't historically been able to do in those two cases, being able to grab those guys on those deals? Um, I would, without truly knowing, I haven't talked to those camps about their choices. Um, But I guess from a 15,000-foot view, I would presume that, you know, the combination of a coach and Luke Walden who – you know, is still known as a guy who, you know, tied to the Warriors days, um, tied to his own playing career that, you know, knows offense um, and, you know, really kind of a defense first mentality when the way that he talks about the game. But I think players, you know, look at a guy like Luke and think they could, they could have some fun. Um, I also think that Monty McNair coming from the rocket system can't hurt, you know, these conversations with agents are going to have a, a tint of, you know, where he came from, you know what I mean? And, and what that represented. And, and that part, there's two things that I think people always forget about like how players make choices. And again, I'm, I'm kind of flying blind here because I don't know how those two guys made their choice, but it, you know, Austin rivers a couple of years ago had told me about why he loved Mike D'Antoni so much and like why, you know, his time in Houston with Mike, was like the best of his career. And it's just not that complicated. Like I got to touch the ball. I got to shoot the ball. I got to be involved. I got to be part of it. Even with James Harden, town of the rock, you know, they, they had, a, you know, shooters all over the place and he enjoyed his time there. So that mattered. And then the other thing is, is training staff. That's always one that it's a major, major priority for players coming in. So who knows if that played a part, but I just think that they, you know, they are presenting opportunity to young players like that who are not necessarily trying to get some sort of playoff guarantee, um, but they want to go continue showing that they can play in this league. And they obviously felt like uh, they could do that. Now, Hassan is, is different, man. He's proven, for whatever you think of him, he's proven to be that, he's that commodity. Yeah. Um, and I do agree with you. I saw some of your social media stuff about the, the hand-wringing over the Hassan deal. Like, I just... I get it in general if they if they gave him, you know, a Trevor Ariza contract. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, it's the minimum. Like, everybody calm down. Like, that's a bargain. That's fantastic. So, yeah. you know, I don't know how you complain about that. Yeah, you got a guy who 15 and a half, 13 and a half, led the league in blocks on a minimum deal to play backup. I, 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 if I'm going to stand in front of Kings fans a tiny bit, what, what their worry, I think, more than anything is, is that if it's on – starts uh, taking minutes, major minutes from, uh, you know, Rashad Holmes and or Marvin Bagley if they want to slide him to the five. But I just, again, I don't think, I don't I don't see that making sense with everything Monty McNair and Luke Walton have said about timelines and who they're developing and who they're not. I, I, I'm with you. I don't get the hand-wringing at all. But, hey. No, I get it. I get it. Them. But it's just, you can't have it both ways. Because right. folks were upset when they didn't, they weren't more active early on in free agency. And, I mean, listen, it, it feels like a little bit of a dirty little secret that that i mean this is not a total rebuild but it's like a halfway rebuild again right now you know and they don't they're not they're really not looking at the playoffs i mean it's you know newsflash they're not right um and that's not the priority it's and i know that's hard for king's fans to hear yeah it is reality if you're gonna do it do it at a time when you're not worried about attendance i mean let's be really really honest here if you're gonna go on a rebuild now is the time to do a rebuild because all the the only things you're gonna hear are online i'm just talking from a business standpoint you're not gonna have fans there screw it rebuild if that's what you got to do 
And just to go full circle, if, if every listener on the show would, would go subscribe to The Athletic, I promise to go to games and boo for you. That's what I'll do. For the, for the day. <laughs> All right, we'll keep track of that at theathletic.com. Get in there. I don't know what the deal is, but they always have a deal. And uh, subscribe. It, it is truly uh, a great present for the uh, sports fan in your family, uh, young and old alike. Sam Amick. Originally from Pleasanton, has adopted Sacramento, where he has his fine young family uh, living here. We always appreciate your time, and we'll talk to you soon, buddy boy. Of course. Thanks, guys. Right, Have thank a good week. You too, brother. That's Sam Amick.